Mic check, one, two, one, two. It's Donnie Wiggins on the mic. What it do, what it do. I'm about to put you on to some game to build your brand. And I'm about to give you 10. And a bonus tip so that you can be fly, get money, get money, even beyond when you die. Set your family up so everybody's straight. So in your lifetime, you can say everybody ate. <laughs> As y'all can see, I got energy today. So let me give you 11 tips for building a powerful personal brand. For some of you, For some of you, you need to improve on this whole entire list. If you try to serve everybody, you will make some money, maybe, and then go right back down to none. This is my cheat code. This is my cheat code. The biggest mistake that you can make is, listen, mm -mm. listen to me. I got this. I got you. I got us. Okay. Welcome to another episode of Full Transparency with Donnie Wiggins, where I give you a fly on the wall perspective of all things entrepreneurship. Sometimes we have a bunch of great guests that sit on this couch with me and we talk about their journey, their experiences, uh, their obstacles. And then sometimes you get me when I am giving you some straight business tips that you want to make sure you're grabbing pen and paper for so you can take notes. And today is that kind of day. As y'all can see, I got energy today and I want to give you some tips for building your own personal brand, not just any kind of personal brand, but your own powerful personal brand. And I've got 11 tips here for you. So uh, today we're talking about 11 things you can do to build your own powerful personal brand. Now, when you are building your business as an entrepreneur, you have two things. You have your, uh, your, your, your business brand, your professional brand, and you have your personal brand. Sometimes you have companies like um, Coca-Cola, IBM. We don't really know too much about those founders and those CEOs. So their personal brand, uh, as, as it, at least as it relates to a consumer, isn't necessarily a priority for us to understand. But you also have companies like... Um, Amazon and Microsoft and Apple and we were very much tuned into the personal lives of the Steve Jobs and um, the Bill Gates and people of that nature. And then you have entrepreneurs like myself and the Wall Street Trappers and uh, the David Shands of the world who are building personal brands uh, and attaching them to our business and leveraging our personal brands to grow our business, okay? And what does that mean? That means that uh, you are very closely connected to the things that we believe in, to the things that we do on a daily basis, to some of our core values, principles, our way of thinking, and we leverage those thought processes to build community, to then build our brand. And many of the entrepreneurs who are tuned in to the Full Transparency podcast are in that same boat or you either or you want to leverage your professional brand to either build a personal brand. Let me say this. I go to professional conferences all the time and sometimes in these conferences, I'll come across eight nine figure business owners who have built these 
strong professional brands. And now that they've built these strong professional brands, they desire to be known. They want the world to know that, hey, I did this. Hey, these are things that I'm interested in. They want to be known for their thought processes, their beliefs, their core values. And they find it so fascinating that entrepreneurs like myself are able to build personal brands. And now they want to do the very same thing. Sometimes your business can be a hybrid of both. Okay, so let me give you 11 tips for building a powerful personal brand. Number one, decide what you want to be known for. This is so important. If there's anything that you could be known for based on the person that you are right now, what would that be? What would it be? Uh, For me, I am known for a couple of things, but as a business professional, professional, I am known for being business savvy. I am known for being a business coach who understands business strategies, business growth tips uh, very well. And I am known for being someone who teaches those things to my community and to the community of other of others of my peers. Okay, so what is it that you want to be known for based on the information, the knowledge, the skill set that you possess already? We don't have to overthink this. I really want you to write down three or four things. What am I good at right now? What information do I possess enough of right now to become an authority in this particular space? And here's a quote. Here's a here's a tip for you. If you are unclear about what you're good at or what you're known for, ask people who know you. Send a text message to like five or five or ten people who are close to you, who've had enough experiences with you and say, hey, if I were to start a business today, what do you think I would start a business doing? Okay, Um, you could even send a text message that says, hey, uh, I learned because, you know, I'm everybody's coach. (laughs) I was given an assignment by my coach today to find out what it is that I am actually really good at and, and what I'm known for. What do you think that is? Sometimes we're overlooking the obvious thing. Sometimes we want what we want so badly that we can't see beyond that thing that we want for that thing that we actually need to be focused on. So ask that question. Number two, define your unique value proposition. Clearly articulate and demonstrate what sets you apart from anybody else in your industry. Okay. So again, I am a business development coach. I coach entrepreneurs to six and seven figure businesses. I help high, uh, high performing individuals scale their business, uh, through systems, organizational, uh, skills, SOPs, things like that. I am known for being a woman in this industry who is fair but firm. I am known for not sugarcoating. I am known for getting fast results with my clients. I am known for uh, being unafraid to have tough conversations. And those tough conversations with my clients sometimes yields to tremendous success for them. What are the things that stand out about you? Okay, Using myself as an example, sometimes uh, some counterparts in my industry could be afraid to have tough conversations. Uh, They may pacify you. 
Um, they may not respect uh, or, or they may not have boundaries set in place that their clients respect. I'm very well known for the boundaries that I have in place as well. So what are the things that set you apart that are a pro to how you do business and how you get the end result for your client or your customer. And this doesn't matter if you are in the apparel industry, if you're in the beauty industry, if you are in the services industry, regardless of what industry you're in, you need to decide and clearly define and clearly demonstrate and clearly communicate how your brand or your personal brand and business brand is set apart from anybody else in your uh, in your in your industry, and you may struggle to figure out what that really is. But let me tell you that your unique value proposition starts with who you are. It starts with who you are, and so when you're thinking about, uh, you know who who you are, you have to say, how do I do this differently based on who I am? So I could be just like any other business coach that. I have friends who are business coaches that get their clients great results. Uh, My particular style of business coaching includes coaching the whole person. I don't believe in helping a bunch of entrepreneurs gain tremendous success if they are uh, unfulfilled in their personal lives, if they are not operating by the proper mindset, if, you know, if I can sense that they're depressed or they need some personal development, some, some additional professional development, like I get involved in those areas because not only does it support your bottom line and increases your success at the end of the day, a stronger mindset, a stronger CEO that's well-balanced has more lasting success than someone who just goes out and makes a lot of money and then they are still miserable in the rest of their lives. So another one of my unique value propositions is that I'm not just teaching you the how-to strategy to get a result. Okay, I believe that my clients have results or get results so quickly because we're also uh, paying great attention to who they are, who that what their core values are, what other things are impacting their decision making ability and what other things are impacting their ability to perform. Number three, define your audience, define your audience. One of the biggest mistakes that I see entrepreneurs make. Uh, new and some that have been around for a while is trying to serve everybody, trying to appeal to everybody. And it never fails. I will come across an entrepreneur who has a valid explanation about, no, 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 this, this is why I'm different. This is why I appeal to everybody else. This is why it works for my brand, even if it doesn't work for anybody else. Listen, mm-mm, wrong. Wrong, 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 wrong. You have to define who your audience is. If you try to cast a net to catch every fish in the sea, you'll end up catching none at all. If you try to cast a net serving everybody, somebody, the right people who are meant to be served by you will be completely confused. They won't know that you're serving them and you won't get the clients that you want to get time after time after time. The other part, uh, the other benefit to defining your audience when we're talking about building a personal brand is that you'll have more people who are satisfied with what you offer than people who want refunds and chargebacks because they made a purchase 
and it's not quite what they needed at the end of the day. So if you're very clear on who you serve, how you serve, why you serve them, then you will have a more successful brand. Here are some things to consider when you're defining your audience. Uh, One, common interest. Does your audience have some type of a common interest? Maybe your audience is into eclectic fashion. Maybe your audience is into personal development. Maybe your audience is into science and technology. Whatever those things are, what are the common interests of the people that you serve? And those common interests might not have a direct impact or direct reflection on what you do. It's just if I sell, let's say I'm a clothing brand and I sell luxurious designer hoodies, right? Not not your average hoodie, but your high fashion hoodie is a good term. Well, my ideal market is probably into self-care, right? People who tend to like luxurious things also enjoy luxurious experiences. So they may be into self-care. They may be into beauty. And so I'm looking to see if my audience has any Hey, hey, CEO Donnie Wiggins here, and I am so excited to announce my new mentorship group is dropping. You may have already heard about it, but I wanted I wanted you to hear it from the horse's mouth directly from me. My new mentorship group, Actionable CEO for entrepreneurs who are interested in professional growth, personal growth and financial growth. You want to learn from me. Y'all have been asking for this for the last three years, and I have finally brought Actionable CEO back to serve you every single week, direct mentorship from me. You will also hear from other people who are in my community that I believe will be greatly impactful to you. You're going to get behind the scenes. We're going to be spending some time together live. This is not pre-recorded. This is live mentorship. So if you are an entrepreneur and you want to be connected, feel connected, you want to elevate your brand, you want to elevate your life, you want to elevate your level of success, Actionable CEO is for you. ActionableCEO.com. See you there. Uh, anything in sync there. If there if there's anything in common there in the beauty industry, in the uh, in the in the self care industry, and I'll go there looking for my audience. Also, uh, you may want to consider their gender. Maybe you only serve women. Maybe you only serve men. Maybe you serve both. You may even want to consider ra- uh, race, right? Maybe you, maybe what you have is only for a particular race. Um, you definitely want to consider their pain points. What problems do they have that's keeping them up at night? Uh, again, if I'm in apparel, maybe it's maybe you're serving an audience of. Uh, ages 55 and up who are looking for who are looking to uh, remain fashionable in a world that's telling them that they're too old to be that fly you know you know those posts that end up on social media where it's like oh you're too old to wear that you're too old to play with that hair color you're too old to do this that and the other dress your age act your age and so maybe as people are crossing into that senior citizen phase maybe you're 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 serving people ages 55 and up and you're providing them with fashions that are age appropriate and fly but their pain points is that they don't know how to dress themselves. Their pain point is that they struggle with feeling too old in their current fashions. Uh, maybe their pain point is that the only clothes that they can find makes them feel too old. Those are pain points that you leverage, and those are conversations that you then have in your marketing because you want to speak to the pain of your audience. So knowing who your audience is, 
is really important, okay? Maybe you also want to consider their psychographics. There's so many things to consider when defining your audience, but if you try to serve everybody, you will make some money, maybe, and then go right back down to none because there is no business out here except, nope, not even them. The last time I said there's not a business out here that serves everybody, somebody challenged me and they said, oh, Walmart does. No, they don't. Walmart doesn't serve me, right? Walmart usually doesn't serve uh, someone who is more into uh, luxury experiences. Though, you know, there's a standing joke. You either go to Walmart or you go to Target, and they serve two totally different audiences. And then someone challenged me and said, oh, well, Amazon serves everyone. And no, no, they don't. They don't. Amazon serves people who are comfortable making decisions and purchases online based on reading reviews. People who aren't comfortable making decisions purchasing online do not purchase from Amazon, okay? So again, I stand firm. There's not a company that built their success to a super powerful level of success by trying to serve everybody. Listen to me. I got this. I got you. I got us. Okay. Next, number four, consistent and clear messaging. So important. First of all, your messaging has to be consistent across all platforms. You can't be on LinkedIn with this message and then on Instagram with this message and then on Facebook with this message and then on your website with another message and then your business card has another message and then you're speaking on stage communicating another message. You will create brand confusion. People won't know what you're known for, what way you can serve them and help them and solve their problems. Make sure, stop. I want you to right now, Go to all your social media platforms that you're present on and make sure that your messaging is the same. You are not tricking anyone except for yourself out of money if you think that on LinkedIn you can show up this way and on Instagram you can show up this way and nobody will notice. We notice. We see it. Your customers are Googling you. Your customers are searching you on every platform. Your customers want to be able to trust your brand. They want to be able to trust your experience. So they're doing their due diligence and they're looking for consistency. If you are showing up differently and having an unclear message or a different message on every platform, you look like you are unclear, untrustworthy, and don't know what you're doing. It is never appealing to your customer for you to look like a jack of all trades. Nobody comes to you because, oh, you can do everything. They just don't, right? You have to pick a side. Gucci picked a side. They serve high-end customers. Well, Amazon picked a side. They sell affordable products, okay? So you have to be really, really clear in who you serve and make a dang on decision. Like, stop being so scared. Stop teetering the fence. Here's the thing about entrepreneurship. If you make a decision and it's not the right decision, then just make the other decision and, and, and figure it out. Keep making decisions until you get it right. Entrepreneurship is consistent trial and error over and over and over again. With a coach, without a coach, doesn't matter. You are going to make some mistakes. The biggest mistake that you can make is in making no decisions at all. The biggest mistake that you can make is riding the fence, sitting on the fence, not jumping to one side or the other. You got to choose a set. 
You got to choose what you're repping. And it starts with your audience and your messaging, okay? And then in understanding uh, that you need consistent and clear messaging, you need to understand who you are. Who are you? Who does your brand represent? Are you building a brand that's in alignment with your own core values? I do every single day. If you followed me for any amount of time, you know that I am an advocate of journaling and meditation and prayer and, you know, a healthy lifestyle. And I teach and communicate these things in my content. I bridge the two. I bridge and I literally teach you how affirmations have has made me, has contributed to my success. How meditation helps me get clear in my business. I am aligning my business with my core values and those both, both those things are coming through in my messaging, okay? So understand who you are, who your brand is, but also understand who your audience is and what they need and the best message to appeal to them. You got to know how to talk to your audience. You can't talk to everybody the same way. You have to know how to talk to your audience. What language do they like to use? What, what, what vernacular do you need to lead with? Is there a particular way that they enjoy being spoken to? Do you need to be firm with this audience? Can you point your finger or do you need to be gentle with this audience? Do you need to be extremely kind and welcoming? Do you need to be patient or do you need to get quick results? You have to know what you need to communicate. And this comes in paying attention to those things that I talked about. What are your audience interests? What are their demographics? What's their age? What's their gender? What are their pain points? What are the psychographics? Like you have to put all these things together, make a powerful personal brand. Okay. Number five, authenticity. This is one of my favorite ones. This is my cheat code. This is my cheat code being authentically who I am unapologetically. Now, let me say this. Some of you guys have very colorful personalities that may not be appropriate to demonstrate in your business, at least just yet, especially if you're just getting started. Sometimes you have to be a less potent version of who you are um, so that you can build trust with your audience because at the end of the day, people still need to see you as a professional, okay? Um, if you have habits that are not ideal and don't add any value to your brand that you're building, don't add any value to your audience, then those habits don't need to be on display, if they are not doing anything to promote and grow you, then those are things that we maybe keep tucked away. You do not, when I say authenticity, you do not have to put your whole personal life on display. We're not doing that, okay? We're not building that kind of pressure. And I caution you against doing that. I do see brands putting their entire life on display every single step of the way. And it becomes overwhelming. I've been there, done that, tried it. It becomes overwhelming. It becomes difficult to keep up with. There needs to be an element of you that stays private. There needs to be an element of you that only belongs to you. There needs to be an element of you that only belongs to your significant other. There needs to be an element of you that only belongs to your children, to your family. There needs to be something that you keep about yourself for yourself, okay? But your brand still needs to be and feel authentic, okay? So 
Are you typically professional or casual? Well, you can choose. Be professional or be casual. If you are someone who is comfortable being professional and that's like one of your core values and you believe that you need to be a button-down shirt with a collar and dress skirts and dress slacks and heels and you show up to every Zoom fully made up or whatever that looks like, you keep being that person because if you start showing up in hoodies, then that's inauthentic to who you are and it shows. On the flip side, if you show up and if if every single day for you is uh, hoodies and sneakers, then show up and authentically be yourself. The beauty about how we're bu- building business today is that you get to decide what professionalism is, right? Sure, there are some standards set in place by society, but things are a whole lot more relaxed. We've got more people working in corporate even that are wearing jeans and hoodies and sweatshirts in the office now. And those things are being deemed acceptable. So make sure you're staying authentic to who you are. Are you professional? Are you casual? Are you serious or are you funny? Are you firm or are you soft? Is your brand expensive or is it affordable? Let's be authentic to who we are. Okay. Number six, brand image. What does your logo look like? You'll need a logo. You'll need a website. You'll need uh, brand colors. You'll want a brand mood, meaning how does your brand feel when somebody steps into your brand, whether it's your social media, they're walking into they're walking into your business. Every single time somebody specifically ser- seeks you out and lands on your social media page, they have walked into your business. Pretend like from now on, cheat code, don't miss this. From now on, pretend like, Every social media platform, every website is the same thing as somebody walking into your brick and mortar. Every single one of them are your brick and mortar. Get into that mindset. When somebody walks into your store, your boutique, your office, what does it smell like? What does it look like? How do we greet them? How do we make them feel? The same needs to be true of all of your social profiles, all of your websites, everything, any interaction, all of your DMs. Think of your DM as somebody walking up to your cash register or to your salesperson asking for help. Hi, can you help me find such and such in my in my size? Absolutely. It's are you pointing them over there and saying, oh, it's right over there or is your framework to walk them and guide them right over. Meaning if they come into your DM and you say, uh, they say, hey, I I saw this particular uh, offer on your page. How do I access it? Are you saying click the link in my bio or are you saying, or are you going to the link, copying it and saying, oh, here you go. Here's the link that'll take you straight to what you're looking for. You have to decide what that looks like and you have to make that what your brand represents consistently, okay? And then obviously your brand message is included in your brand imaging as well. All right, number seven, online presence. We gotta be online. There is no way to get around it. You have to be online. I know, somebody's like, it's so hard. Building my social media page is so hard. I get it, but here's the thing. You are built to do hard things. You've already done hard things. You've proven that you can get through hard things. This is no different. Do this hard thing too. Oh, it's so hard to stay consistent. It's so hard to stay consistent at anything. It's so hard to consistently cook 
three meals a day, every single day for yourself and your family. It's so hard to consistently go to the gym. It's so hard to consistently pay bills. It's so hard to consistently do anything that is important, anything that yields big results. But every single day, you figure out a way to do it or your life suffers. Well, if you're not consistently showing up online, your business suffers. Make a decision. You either feel the pain of it being hard to make money or you feel the pain of it being hard to do the things. Hey, hey, are you a service-based entrepreneur that helps your clients or customers get some type of a result, but you're struggling to post and communicate your message on social media? You don't know how to type a caption that connects and gets people's attention and converts them from just someone who's following you on social to becoming your customer or your client? Great news is, that's my superpower. So I'm sending you three text messages every single day, excluding major holidays, directly to your phone of exactly what you need to post to get people to buy and convert them into clients and customers. All you have to do is join my program, Post to Paid, and you can do so by texting the words Post to Paid to 404-737-2767. And the best news is just $37 a month. So hurry up, send me the text. I'm looking for it now that help you continue to make money on a regular basis, okay? So making sure that we have social media presence, but not only have social media presence, that we're showing up on, my, on our social media, okay? Regularly, regularly. And I mean every day, every single day. We're talking about powerful brand, how to build a powerful personal brand. You show up every day. When McDonald's runs its commercials, they don't run commercials on days that they feel like it. They run commercials every single day and most often multiple times a day. When those personal injury attorneys run commercials, they run commercials every day. They don't say, oh, let us just put up billboards. They don't, they don't do that. They don't say, oh, our billboards are enough. They're putting up the billboards. They're on your radio. They're on your TV. They're on your social media. They're popping up on your ads. They're everywhere. They're omnipresent. That's a hint. Success leaves clues. Why aren't you everywhere? Why aren't you popping up everywhere? Why don't you have a presence on YouTube and a presence on Instagram and SEO so that you can be searched on Google and you're on LinkedIn and you have a website and you're doing podcasts and you're doing, why aren't you everywhere? You're modeling yourself after businesses who show up everywhere. But you're only in one place sometimes. You're inconsistent. You're not putting your best foot forward. You're not investing anything into what your online presence looks like. You've got to invest in what your online presence looks like. Let me tell you something. If you completely suck at marketing, it will show. It will show to your customers. It will show to your prospects. It will show to your bank account. So now... Do you either sit down and do the research to figure out how to be better at it if right now you're, in a, you're not in a financial position to hire or if you're in a position to hire, why aren't you hiring? Why aren't you getting people out there so that you can show up on social media easily? Y'all, there's no excuse anymore. You can get virtual assistants uh, who will do this for you for $5 an hour. There are, there's a workforce in other countries where their, where their salaries are $3, $5, $8 an hour, and they are trained and trained very well to help support U.S. businesses. So if you can't afford domestic employees, then think about 
utilizing a virtual assistant that's international. There is no excuse. Out of every $10 that you make, can you leverage three of them to hire someone to run your social media so you're showing up consistently and eliminating and removing the hard and the excuses? Okay, your website. Do you have a website that's actually working for your business or against your business? Your website is working against your business if you are not converting at all on your website, if you are not getting leads, if your analytics tell you that people aren't coming to your website and clicking around, if it's unclear what you do, who you serve, how you serve them, if nobody knows how much it costs to do business with you, your website is working for you if you constantly have new visitors coming into your funnel, you constantly have new buyers, you constantly have new people supporting you, you constantly have new people asking you questions, you can see through your analytics that people are clicking around your website, you need to invest in good online presence. And biggest mistake I see entrepreneurs make is that their names are not consistent amongst all platforms. You want your name to be consistent or very, very closely consistent. So when someone is searching for you, if they're doing a Google search, all of your social media platforms show up. All of your online presence shows up. But if you are, uh, you know, I don't know, uh, exquisite hair beauty on one page. And then on the other page, your exquisite beauty pros, like it's too different for your customers to make sure they understand that you're the same person. So all of your social media presence and your website should be very, very closely similar. Do your best to get them as as, as similar as possible. I understand that sometimes you're coming up with a business name and somebody's already taken maybe the domain or maybe they've taken um, the Instagram handle or whatever. Do your best to make them as closely related as possible. Here's, the, here's a tip. If you start a business and let's just say the business is called abc.com and you get the domain abc.com, but you go to Instagram and you try to start the page ABC. That's already taken. Then make it shop ABC. ABC shop. Just put a word in front of it or behind it. Put an underscore in front of it or behind it. Preferably behind it so when they're searching for the word and whole, you come up. The underscore will prevent that search from populating with your results. I hope that helps, okay? Number eight, eighth tip for building a strong, powerful, personal brand is expertise. There's no way to build a powerful brand if you just don't know these things, if you, if you just don't know what you're talking about, okay? I promise you, people will know. You might be able to fool enough people to start making some money, but trust me, the ship will sink. It will sink. As soon as people can tell that you don't know enough about what it is that you are offering them. So you want to make sure that you're actually sharing your knowledge, demonstrating your knowledge through social media, through speaking engagements, go live, host a class, host a workshop, talk about your garments, talk about why this shirt is, uh, you know, dem demonstrate the price. Let people know, hey, this is not just cotton. This is a cotton blend with blah, blah, blah material. And this is why when you wash ours, it's not going to shrink. Like if you wash anybody else's, like really, really, really demonstrate yourself as an expert in your, in your industry. Okay. Number nine, testimonials. This is so powerful. Testimonials have completely built my brand. 
testimonials can completely build your brand too because these are people who are validating their experience with your brand. You want to serve as many people at a level of excellence as possible so people are happy to give you testimonials. They want to share how they got the result or how they loved what they received. They love their product. They love their service. They got exactly what they wanted from you. Get those testimonials and share them. Video testimonials are the best, but you can also get testimony. You can pull testimonials from comments on your social media post. You can get testimonials from the private DMs that people send you. Uh, you may want to consider, depending on how personal those testimonials are, you may want to consider just blacking out their name or any super personal information. Uh, you can get testimonials by asking people. Send a send an email out to your database and say, hey, we'd love to hear about your experience. Give us some feedback. There is a platform called Video Peel, Video P-E-E-L. We use those in, in my company to uh, prompt our, to send to collect testimonials. It allows you to offer prompts. So you can say, hey, I, can you please answer these three questions? You can say what the three questions are. It's automated. You send them out. Video Peel walks them through how to set their camera up. If they've got great lighting, here's question one, here's question two, here's question three. Once they hit submit, it comes right back to you. It's easy. It's hands off. You can automate that. Get as many testimonials as possible. Number 10, consistent market research. You have to know. You have to know what's going on in your industry. You have to know what your customers are saying, what they're thinking. You have to know who else is in your industry. I think one of the silliest thought processes is I'm not worried about my competition. Well, you don't have to be intimidated by them, but you should definitely be aware of them. You need to know what your competition is doing to make sure you're serving in a way that keeps up with what everybody else is doing or exceeds what everybody else is doing. Consistent market research. What's trending right now? What's popular right now? What's out right now? What are people doing differently? How did such and such improve? And you don't just do like competitive market research just one time. This is something that you want to do like quarterly. Every single quarter, you just want to get a pulse of what's happening in your industry with your competitors, with your clients, with your prospects, so that you know how to continue to serve, so you know how to make any pivots that you need to make, so you know how to uh, use current trends to help grow your business, you know how to shift maybe your messaging to continue to grow your business. Stay on top of consistent market research. And finally, number 11, continuous learning. I cannot stress this enough. Continuous learning. Continuous learning will be your unique value proposition if you make a habit to do it. I attend conferences. I get coaching. I'm constantly in master classes. I am a student of my industry on purpose intentional. I move very intentionally in that way. Why? Because I want to continue to sharpen 
my edge. I want to continue to have just that slight edge. Read the slight edge principle. It's a fabulous book. I want to continue to have that slight edge against anybody else over anybody else. I know just a little bit more. I have just a little bit more experience, a little bit more information. That little bit more can be the difference between hundreds and thousands, thousands and tens of thousands, tens of thousands and hundreds of thousands, hundreds of thousands and millions. That little bit more. Look, it doesn't take a whole lot. It doesn't take a whole lot. But you do have to be a student of your industry, continue to improve your skills, continue to demonstrate your commitment to your own personal growth. You demonstrating your commitment to your own personal growth helps your customers see like, oh, they're serious about this. No, I go to this hairstylist because she's constantly in these classes and she's bringing this new information back. And we're always trying things to grow a healthier head of hair to make my scalp healthier. I see this esthetician because she's constantly learning and coming back with the new techniques, the new tools, the new strategies. I learned from this particular service provider because they're out here getting continuous education. So they know the newest, latest trends in the industry. I go to this coach because they know the newest trends. They knew they know the newest technology. They know what to do to stay sharp. They know how to just give me that slight edge principle as well. Continued education. It's so important. Don't get so busy in your business that you don't have time to stay on top of your business. You got to know what's going on. You have to know and learn the things that you don't know. You have to understand when to apply it, when to hold it, when to reject it. All information is the information that you need to know. At the end of the day, make sure you're staying a student. Now, these were 11 tips, and, and there are more. But these are the 11 uh, most pertinent tips that I wanted to share with you today for building your own pos your own personal brand. Now, I want you to literally look at this because it's important now that you're actionable. And this could even be a bonus, right? It's important now that you take all this information and you're actually actionable. What does this mean? Well, look at this list of 11 and determine right away where you are falling short and what you need to improve on. For some of you, and it's the whole dang on list. For some of you, For some of you, you need to improve on this whole entire list. For some of you, it's one thing, it's two things. For some of you, this was a reminder. I gave you 11 tips. We're talking powerful brand. You are at the right place in your business and in your life right now to improve in one of these 11 steps. But none of this information means anything if you aren't immediately actionable. So here's what I want you to do. We're wrapping up this episode. First thing I want you to do is comment which of these tips for building a strong, powerful personal brand resonated most with you, which of these tips you are going to work on immediately, create a process for immediately, what immediate action are you going to take? I want you to comment that wherever you're watching this video. And then I want you to turn YouTube off. I want you to turn your podcast platform off. I want you to turn social media off and I want you to get up and go do it. Get up and go do it. You want the result, then you do the work. All right. And as usual, if you are an entrepreneur who's looking to establish yourself, 
personally, professionally, and financially, and you believe that I can help get you there, uh, you've seen my results. You've seen me help people over, over the last 10 years plus earn six figures and even seven figures, and you identify with my style of teaching, and you know that I'm just what you need to get your business together, then you need to be a part of my mentorship community, Actionable CEO. We have a whole lot of fun in there, but we get a whole lot done as well. We are very actionable, very accountable, and we are building some very successful entrepreneurs, business owners. Go to actionableceo.com. I have eliminated all excuses. I've made this extremely affordable. Actionableceo.com is $97 a month. There is no contract. You come, you try it out. If it's for you, you stay. If it's not, we wish you well on your journey. But it's important that you stop making excuses. You stop trying to do it by yourself. You stop making mistakes that can be prevented by having a mentor actionableceo.com. I'll see you guys next week. Bye.